Welcome to the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm your host, Jen Boyle, communications professional, leader, and entrepreneur, and I'm passionate about helping quiet and introverted women become confident leaders without having to be loud. I discovered the power of quiet leadership after being promoted into a leadership position overnight and feeling that it wasn't meant for me because I was too quiet and not assertive enough. And this same self-doubt kept me from becoming the entrepreneur I knew I was meant to be for almost a decade. This podcast is to show quiet and introverted women just like you that you can absolutely be a great leader at work, in business, and in your life without changing who you are. If you are ready to stop sitting on the sidelines and unlock your leadership potential, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm so glad to have you listening, and I really appreciate you tuning in every week and listening to this podcast, and I really hope that you're getting some valuable information or the stories and experiences that I'm sharing make you feel less alone in your career, in your business, in your life. Today, I want to talk about finding online community and mentorship. And I want to talk about the differences that I have experienced between times that I was trying to do things by myself and times that I was doing things within a community or working one-on-one or in a small group with a mentor, with a coach. And there are some very noticeable differences in the last five years or so I've had of my experience of doing things by myself, building a business by myself, even in my corporate leadership position, trying to do that by myself with very little support from someone else versus the times that I asked for help, that I purposely hired someone to help me or reached out to a mentor in a free way or found online communities and people who were in similar situations, who had similar goals, similar personalities, and who wanted to work together and support each other. The main takeaway, when I look back over the last five years or more of being involved in programs and mentorship and community and growing a business, is that it's better, it's faster, and it's more fun when you are working with someone else or when you are building your business alongside someone else. When I was doing things by myself for extended periods of time, it was much more lonely. It took me way longer. I tended to get distracted. I had so many ideas that I would start one thing and then get a little ways down the road on that and then give up and then start something else or I would be more easily influenced by new ideas that I was hearing on podcasts or watching what other people were doing. And I found I wasn't getting traction in the way that I wanted, and I wasn't getting specific goals met. So part of the problem was not having a clear plan and not having specific targets to work towards. And I found it very hard to hold myself accountable and to stay on track to very specific things. It was a lot easier when I had someone else helping to hold me accountable and to have other people who 
were encouraging and would give me a boost of energy and belief on the days that I didn't feel it for myself. And I want to preface all of this by saying, if you are a more quiet, more introverted person, I know that you need alone time. And there's likely part of you who likes to do things your way by yourself. And I completely feel that. And I have that for myself as well. I enjoy solo work. When I think back to the days of school and you had to be put into a group project, there was part of me that would roll my eyes like, no, I want to just do it myself because then I know I can do it my way and I can do it to the best of my ability. And I want to share in this episode today, it's about finding the balance of when you're in community, when you have someone helping you, but making lots of time for solo work, lots of time for reflection, lots of time to take things at your own pace and not feeling like you are rushed or you have to do things at the same pace as everyone else in the group, for example. So I want to talk about four different programs and coaching experiences that I had. And it it goes from earliest to most recent. And this happened over the last five years or so. And the difference of how I engaged in those programs and the effort that I put in and what a difference that made, different levels of effort put in equals different levels of results that I got out of it. My very first like sort of step into business was podcasting. It was listening to podcasts. It was simply consuming other people's content. And I found it very encouraging to fill my mind with positive things, to listen as a way to learn new information. I do not have a formal business background. I know many people have taken business degrees or an MBA or something like that. That was not my background. And so learning about business in a non-scary way for me started with podcasts. Even the idea of walking into the bookstore, browsing the business section. And I did that sometimes a long time ago as I was first getting interested in the idea of starting my own business. And I would stand there and look at the shelves and think, uh, I don't even know where to start. These books are complicated. They seem maybe that one's not right for me, or that's talking about a different industry or a different kind of business. And so it was too overwhelming, but listening to podcasts that would break things down very simply and in quick chunks, like 20 minute episodes where you could learn something, kind of have some time to digest it after and think about what you learn, that really worked well for me. So starting free podcast, that was the first thing I did. That was a very solo activity that worked really well. The second thing is that I purchased a business program, an online how to start a business program. And it was not cheap. I will tell you that it was um, a big investment for me at the time. And I really liked the person leading it. And I thought, okay, I'm really going to do this. I am going to start taking action. Making the big investment was my way of putting my stake in the ground saying, no, you're not just having a hobby. You're going to really start doing this. You're putting some money on the line to hold yourself accountable. The program itself was very good. It had a lot of information. It was pre-recorded video modules mixed with Facebook groups and live sessions and all of those things. Looking back, 
I picked away at that very slowly at my own pace here and there. And honestly, I didn't finish it. And when I think about why I didn't finish it, it was because the group was too big. There were thousands of people in this program. I didn't participate in the Facebook group and I didn't share because it was too overwhelming. There were too many people in there and it was people who seemed no more than me and I felt intimidated and overwhelmed and so I just sort of hung back and stayed on the sidelines and I didn't have any urgency. No one was holding me accountable. I didn't have any timelines and that was over five years ago, and I still have never finished that program. There was nothing wrong with the program myself itself. It was just my readiness to go all in, and I was missing some support. The second business program that I signed up for was a couple years later, and this one had group calls every two weeks, or no, it was every week, group calls every week, and it was smaller. It was about 30 to 40 people, not thousands of people. I also really liked the mentor who was leading it. And this time I did push myself to show up for those calls. And I didn't really say much in the beginning. I didn't really participate. I listened. I I did turn my camera on for the Zoom calls and I got a lot more out of it because there was opportunities to connect with the other women in the group and it was women only. That was a big difference uh, for me because it was intimidating being in a room with both men and women who were just at different levels and had different personalities. This second time, I fully admit I was feeling some shame from not finishing the first one and that helped me stay on track to finish the second one. I said, okay, I'm not going to throw away money to not finish something again. And that was something I had to work through. I know many other people who I've met in the online space, in the business community who have experienced something similar. So if you have done that, don't feel bad about it. You're not alone that you've paid for things that you've never finished or you started and you didn't finish. That's okay. You can always go back to those things. And in fact, I may go back and finish some of these things again or look at them now through new eyes. So the second program, the smaller community made a huge difference. And in that is where the idea for Lead Quietly was born. It was born through that program. And some of the people I met in that program, I am still connected with today. So the smaller group environment made a huge difference. After some time of working on my own, once that program ended, I was feeling lonely again and feeling a little bit aimless, like I had gotten started. I, I made it part way, but then I lost some of that energy and that momentum from being in the group environment. At the same time, making investments in programs is very real. It costs a lot of money and I do know you need to invest in yourself and you need to invest in your business, but you also need to be smart financially. And I know not everyone can just keep paying and paying and paying for other things. So I let some time go by. I worked on the things I needed to work on. And then a little while later, I decided it was time to try one-on-one coaching. So I worked with a couple of different coaches over the next few years, and I benefited from that greatly and in a different way from the group programs. So the one-on-one coaching 
is where you can go really deep into your specific situation with someone and they start to understand your personality. They start to understand your mindset blocks, the way you think, maybe some assumptions that you're you're having or things that are getting in your way. And they also understand your unique business. So who your audience is, who your ideal client is, what your offers are, what makes you unique from other people. And through those coaching experiences, I had several of those, I learned some practical information from their expertise. I hired people who had knowledge that I didn't have. That um, was part of the reason why I hired them. I thought, I don't know about that topic or that area of business. I need someone to help teach me that. And I definitely walked away learning knowledge, systems, specific topics, how to do things from these coaches But the thing I didn't anticipate or I didn't fully know until after I'd been through it was that I also benefited from one-on-one support in such a good way of having someone to stand beside you and be there for you to talk things out, to help you when you're feeling a little bit low, to push you back on track when you start to come up with new ideas and get distracted again. It was like, old habits would rear up again within this one-on-one container where we'd talk about doing X or Y and then I'd start doing X or Y and then, oh, actually I want to change my mind and do this other thing and having a mentor and a coach who would say, are you sure? What about the thing that we talked about? Is, Is this what you really want? And help you kind of work it out and check yourself a little bit. Am I going off track here or is this a necessary change that I need to make? So through that one-on-one experience or those multiple one-on-one experiences, I really learned knowledge, takeaway, but also how much better business felt when I was when I had someone to do it with me. Someone who had been there before, who could guide me. And I have also had this same experience in my corporate leadership position where I had a mentor, an executive coach who I worked with, actually a couple of them, um, women who were further along in their careers, who'd done things, who'd held senior leadership positions before. And when I encountered a situation that I didn't know how to handle or I felt uncomfortable with, or I just needed to process with someone, having them there to talk to and guide me through was so valuable instead of figuring it out all by myself for every single thing. After these business programs, the the big group, the small group, I went to the one-on-one and I had one final one-on-one experience most recently, which I have talked about on social media before to launch my podcast. That was a very short relationship. It was two months. I had a clear project plan. I worked with someone who got me from idea of podcast to launching the podcast, walked me through every technical step of the way. And we had a project plan. She was there for me on Voxer, which is voice and text messaging. We had some calls. She showed me how to do things. She was there for troubleshooting and kept cheering me on the entire way 
to get me to launch this podcast. I am so grateful for her and I'm going to shout her out, Christine Santos. I will put her information in the show notes because she was amazing. If you are thinking about starting a podcast and you need help, she is an expert at what she does. She makes the tech not hard at all and walks you through it. She goes out of her way to film videos for you to show you what you need to do, all of the things. And that experience taught me the power of focusing on one goal for a very specific point of time or period of time. I had thought about starting this podcast for years, but I never did anything about it because it seemed too big. It seemed too hard. It seemed like it would take a lot longer or that it would be harder to actually implement. And that's because I was by myself. So that's sort of the theme that's coming through all of my experience and why I'm sharing on this episode today, different experiences of being with others, whether it was a big group, a small group, or a one-on-one taught me that I do need support. I do need other people. I need guides. I need community. I need friends in the online business space in order to make growing my business move at the pace that I want and make it more fun to do. And that is balanced with alone time, with lots of thinking time and nice quiet time to work by myself on the things that I want to. It is finding the right balance that works for you. And I wanted to share how important community was. And it is possible for you too. Now, I did share today some things that were free and some things that were paid. And the last thing I want to mention about that is free Facebook groups. So I belong to a number of free Facebook groups and I have over the years and that has really helped me as well by watching what other people are struggling with and not feeling so alone, learning from information or free guides or free videos that are posted inside other people's Facebook groups, learning the how-to of how other people have overcome their issues and simply being able to meet people and have conversation through writing and in a way that's not too much, that isn't too time consuming and not intimidating, like being on a networking call, for example. So free Facebook groups, if you aren't sure where to start or if your finances are not in a place where you're ready to invest in coaching or a group program or one-on-one mentorship, that is totally fine. I know there's a lot of pressure out there that you should have a mentor, you should be paying money into your business. And it can be really uh, hard if you're just not in a place where you can right now. So I don't want you to feel shame about that. Start with free stuff, get the most that you can out of free stuff and don't give up on your idea. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that there was something in here that was valuable to you. I do strongly believe in the power of online communities and finding the one that is right for you. So take your time, join lots, figure out what you like. And if there are groups that you have joined and that don't resonate with you anymore, don't feel bad about leaving. I think that is a key part of decluttering your space and where you're spending your time and energy and what is taking energy from you. Find the one that is right for you. And if you haven't found that yet and you feel you are more introverted, more quiet, you don't like the loud in your face type environments, 
then that's why I created the Quiet Leader Community. It's a small group, it's a free Facebook group, and it's for quiet, introverted, but ambitious women who have big professional goals and big life goals, and they want to make things happen, and they want to do it in a way that isn't loud, and that isn't pushy, and that doesn't feel not like them. So it's completely free. I put the, I'll put the information, the link to it in the show notes, and I would love to have you join. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Lead Quietly podcast. I hope something in this episode resonated with you and you took something away that will help you tap into your inner leader. Take some time to process, and you'll know when it's time to take action towards your big goals. You can find me on Instagram at Lead Quietly and in my free Facebook group called The Quiet Leader Community. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.